0: Assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh my brothers my sisters we have just completed the second tarawih in al masjid al nabawi the prophet's masjid in al madina al munawwarah my brothers my sisters i want to start off by telling you about the first iftar that we had at al masjid al nabawi this year there were a few differences as compared to what used to happen before but subhanallah i had got to the masjid for Salatul Asr. In fact, just before Salatul Asr and I decided to sit there. Subhanallah, it was quite full. They have sectioned and cordoned off the different sections and as a section gets full, they cordoned it off and you go into the other section. So they've controlled the crowd. They're making sure that there are not too many people in each cordoned off section and thereafter after salatul asr some people left i sat a few people came to greet and mashallah there were a few students who we sat with and subhanallah uh, we ended up uh, there until the sufras A sufra is the plastic cloths or it's supposed to be just a tablecloth, but it's on the musalla, on the carpet. They started laying these plastic sufras. Uh, usually, there were people seated, and the others would sit facing them. This time, everyone is facing the front, and they've got a thin sufra, and they happen to put a standardised iftar for every single person whereas in the past anyone who wanted to uh, perhaps host an iftar in the haram they would be permitted to bring their own dates and their own perhaps water and their own tea etc this time it's standardised and everyone has a pack in that pack there is some zamzam water there is a little bit of there is a few dates a little bit of yogurt with some herbal powder to put in the yogurt. And there is a fresh wipe, meaning one of those wet wipes that we have to wipe our hands, to sanitize the hands. And subhanallah, uh, that's about it, a little piece of bread. So subhanallah, as they laid all these sufras, the ambience, mashallah, the feeling, the people, everyone serving each other, everyone excited. And mashallah, people uh, all the way making space for others, trying their best to accommodate as many as possible and subhanallah the adhan went and we opened our fast in the name of allah almighty may allah accept that first fast now in ramadan they allow 2 hours between sunset and the adhan for isha in order that people may go back perhaps have a little bite freshen up and come back for salatul isha remember we had to come back very early for salatul isha because they cordon off the areas and they actually put a cordon even at the doors of the masjid And this happens before the Adhan, just before the Adhan or at the Adhan, based on how crowded it is inside. But they do that in order to control the crowds. And mashallah, they've been controlling them very well. So if you want to make salah in the masjid, you're going to have to sacrifice by coming a little bit early and by sitting in the masjid. You can engage in your recitation of the Quran. You can uh, do your dhikr, the remembrance of Allah. You can do something meaningful and Allah Almighty will always reward you. Remember, engaging in seeking forgiveness of Allah is very important, especially during these beautiful, beautiful days and nights of the month of Ramadan. So in that way, we had the first iftar. It was beautiful. They gave us approximately eight to 10 minutes uh, in order to open the fast and to have a little bit of yogurt, mashallah, uh, uh, to have dates and water, which is the sunnah of the Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him. As you put the date in your mouth, Bismillah, and you have a sip of water, the dua thereafter to read is, Insha'Allah, uh, speaking about uh, the reward that we are expecting from Allah Almighty and uh, thanking Allah for the thirst having been quenched and the veins being moistened with hydration being hydrated mashallah with water once again so that was something really amazing and unique we had salatul isha thereafter and alhamdulillah not too long after that salatul tarawih commenced this evening we heard the verses of suratul baqarah making mention of the fast how to fast the purpose of fasting what to do and what not to do to a certain extent mentioned in the verses of surah al-baqarah so allah almighty says we have prescribed fasting upon you just like we did upon those before you i'm sure we've heard these verses so many times in order that you achieve closeness to allah a better relationship with allah god consciousness as they would say in the english language or piety or the the, the fear of Allah in a positive way. That's the verse, MashaAllah. O you who believe fasting has been prescribed upon you, made obligatory for you, just like it was upon those before you, in order that you achieve taqwa, and I've explained that. So Allah Almighty then says, ayyaman ma'dudat for a fixed number of days from the sighting of the moon to the sighting of the moon that's ramadan did you know that initially when fasting was prescribed it was voluntary in the sense that whoever wanted to fast would fast whoever didn't want didn't need to fast and they could compensate for every fast that they didn't make but later on allah almighty says fa man shahida minkum ashhara falyasum Whoever witnesses the month of Ramadan must fast, must fast. Now, what is the fast? A lot of the non-Muslims don't know. Sometimes reverts may not know so many details. The fast is not difficult. It's just from dawn to dusk. Also mentioned in the Quran. Allah speaks of commencing it at the dawn and continuing it until the nightfall, until sunset. So, You don't eat or drink or engage in permissible sexual relations. When I say permissible sexual relations, I'll get to that just now. But Allah Almighty prohibits that during the daylight hours. So from dawn to dusk. That's what the fast is all about. On top of that, you must make sure you say that which is pure and clean, empowering, beautiful in the obedience of Allah, that which is going to please Allah, the remembrance of Allah, good words to everyone, uh, free from falsehood, deception, free from hurt and hate, etc. So that is what the fast is all about. You're supposed to be becoming conscious of Allah and whatever else Allah has made. MashaAllah, tabarakallah. Then Allah Almighty speaks about Calling out to him. When my worshippers ask you about me, tell them I'm near. In fact, it doesn't say tell them, but it just says I am near. And Muhammad told us that he is indeed near. So when my worshippers ask you about me, I am near. I'm very near. Ujibu da'wata da'i ida da'an. I respond to the caller who calls out to me whenever he calls out to me. Subhanallah. Subhanallah. This is telling us about supplication, du'a, calling out to Allah, feeling the closeness of Allah. People will let you down. Allah will not. People will actually hurt you. Allah will not. People will abandon you. Allah will not. People will perhaps do things that are negative. Allah will not trust Allah, build your relation with Him, call out to Him, have conviction in Him. He will test you, He will test you again, He will shake you, but He will always guide you what to do in order for you to come out of it safe. If you don't wish to follow that guidance, you have none to blame besides yourself. Like the hadith says, yalu manna illa nafsahu." Such a person shall blame none besides himself meaning a person who does not find themselves in paradise, a person who does not find themselves achieving the forgiveness of Allah, if they didn't seek it, who do they have to blame? So the issue of supplication is mentioned in the context of these verses of the fasting. And some of the scholars have said, it is important to ensure that you seize the days and the nights of Ramadan, calling out to Allah, praising Him, supplicating, asking Him for your needs, whatever you need and whatever you want. This is calling out to Allah, remembering His guidelines, remembering to make peace with Him. It's not easy to call out to someone when you don't have a good relationship with them. So build the relationship with Allah, seek His forgiveness, then... You call out to Him and see what He does for you. My brothers, my sisters, it's very interesting to see how Allah Almighty has actually put together these verses because immediately after that, Allah Almighty also speaks about the sexual rights of your spouses. And Allah says, at night time during ramadan when it is not the time of the fasting and abstention from food and drink and abstention from permissible sexual relations at night you may go forth and you may indulge in permissible sexual relationships fulfilling each other's rights in fact it is considered an act of worship and allah almighty mentions this and the almighty subhanallah He he doesn't shy away from matters that of importance that need to be taught to all of us. So may Allah Almighty grant us from His goodness, calling out to Allah Almighty and asking Allah to help us fulfill each other's rights, even if it means in the month of Ramadan, at the appropriate time. Then Allah Almighty makes mention of the verses of Hajj immediately after that. Now, did you know that the months of Hajj commence immediately after Ramadan? Shawwal is one of the months of Hajj dhul Qida and Dhul-Hijjah. Those are the months of Hajj. So people should start thinking from now about Hajj. You want to make the Hajj? You better start thinking from now. Start asking, inquiring. You know, check your documents, check your travel and so on. In today's age, that's what we would do. Start looking, start talking, start asking, start checking. So Allah makes mention of it immediately after these verses of fasting. And Subhanallah, He encourages us to go for Hajj. He encourages us to engage in the pilgrimage, bearing in mind it is compulsory upon those who are able and capable and permitted to undertake that journey. When I say permitted, I'm talking about visa and the entry. Sometimes your name might not appear in the quota or sometimes it might be impossible to go because you didn't get the visa and so on. But if everything is okay, you can manage, you can cope, you can afford it, you need to go. It's a pillar of Islam. You must make sure that you make an effort and you go for the Hajj. Where will you go? You will come to the holy lands, the holy lands of Makkatul Mukarramah primarily, and thereafter Medina Munawwara. And Allah Almighty would like you to be cleansed, cleansed so clean, so good. He gives you an opportunity to change your life, to change your lifestyle, to change your, your thoughts if they're negative, to change your ways if they're bad. That is Allah. That is Allah. He gives you a chance in Ramadan. Then he tells you come for the hajj as well. And then you come for the hajj. You see your life having been changed. And you know, you notice, you witness so many people, the elderly, people with chairs, people with wheelchairs, people who can barely walk and people who can barely talk, people who can barely see. And all of them flocking the holy lands, flocking the Haramain, flocking these places in order to achieve the closeness to Allah, the pleasure of Allah, in order to change their lives, in order to... Subhanallah, become the best of people. That is Allah. And Allah is giving us opportunity upon opportunity. He facilitates for us. You make an effort. And you see how Allah Almighty will open your door. So these are a few of the words that uh, I've chosen to speak about this evening. Remember, the fasting is something that is prescribed. You need to make sure you abstain from foul speech while you are fasting. Otherwise, your reward is diminished. And you won't achieve what you were supposed to by the fast. And at the same time, my brothers, my sisters, reach out to the others, help them when it comes to iftar. Make sure that you help people open their fast. Find out who has food, who does not have food, who are underprivileged. Start reaching out to the poor. In Ramadan, when you give charities, the reward is multiplied so much. In fact, everything good is multiplied. So Engage in as much good as possible. Reach out to people. This is part of what you are supposed to achieve. You will never achieve God consciousness and taqwa if you are not conscious of the creatures that Allah has created. When you become conscious of them, when you reach out to them, when you actually help them in life, Allah will help you not only in this life, but even in the next. Even in the next. May Allah Almighty grant us all paradise. Aku lu Muhammad.